The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use your promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. And make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. Winner gets $200 in cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, early evening, late afternoon, however you may want to say it. Currently 438 on the East Coast here to talk about our NFL Week 8 player props. And joining me as usual on these episodes for the PropCast during the NFL season is my main man on the West Coast. The voice of the F1 Gambling Podcast, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, on the NFL Gambling Podcast as well, CFL Gambling Podcast, and of course, on the PropCast with me, it's my good man, Rod Gomez. Rod, it's Friday. How many pods do we have left, buddy? Uh, this is it. This is it All for right. the week. Best, yeah, me, me too. So me and you, we saved the best for last. We sure as hell did. I'm, I'm ready for it. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to record the uh, virtual marble record. Uh, gambling podcast here in a little bit so just uh, hang tight <laughs> for that you sent that link across to us and I, I i i went down a deep hole i was like this is amazing stuff that's happening right now in the, in the gaming right. industry um yeah here to talk about nfl uh week eight sunday games player props you guys know how we do it here uh we'll give out about five player props each maybe get into some touchdown props as well uh last night rod um turned out to be a Better than advertised game, I guess we can say. Um, Ravens got the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they made a surge in that third quarter. And it almost felt like deja vu for maybe uh, Baltimore fans that, hey, maybe here we go again. Uh, hopefully they, they, don't, they didn't cough up another lead like they have been uh, throughout the season, but they were able to shut the door on, um, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, last night... I, I made a boo-boo on my uh, player props when I tweeted them out. I put over five and a half on Chris Godwin thinking I was uh, having a, a sweep last night. But I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I went back and checked my notes. And it was actually six and a half. So I lost by the hook. Went to win one last night. But hey, a profitable night is better than uh, a not profitable night. But Rod, you and I were how this close to getting that Cade Auden Anytime touchdown prop bet last night. You, you and I were going back and forth, but oh, ever so close, Rod. Yeah, I was tough too. And then Otten didn't even get to 28 and a half receiving yards. He only had what the two catches for like 15 yards in the whole game. But if you had a couple more of those, then he would have hit it. But I mean, this wasn't Tom Brady's night at all. I mean, look, you got to yeah. figure. And then, of course, news comes out today. Yeah. We don't get into his personal life, but I just got to say, when you when you have all that compounded in your head, it doesn't lead for very successful uh, times on the field. So 
Yeah, my props didn't do very well either. The only one I hit was suck up hitting over a field goal and a half. Mm -hmm. Lamar actually did go over his 278 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Um, and really not by much. What was it like five yards over that he ended yeah, up getting? He was like four or five yards, yeah. And Gus did not get in the end zone. So frustrating day for my props, but you know, still not as frustrating a day as Tom Brady had. Yeah, I mean, look, when you're going through something like that in your personal life, that no matter if you try to, no matter what it is, you you try to, I guess, distract yourself with work. But I guess that something of this magnitude, it's um, it's difficult to to look past something like that, especially when he was, you know, with Giselle for 13 years, and you know that's something that's always going to be on the back of their minds. But you know, like we said, we don't get into the personal life stuff here. But obviously, that was something that was bothering. Uh, Tom Brady coming into this season. Um, and, you know, maybe that's why they're three and five. Maybe his head's not in the game right now, but they also have dealt at least on the field with a lot of injuries, whether it's been to the wide receiving group, guys being in and out or dealing with knickknack injuries, or it's been on the offensive line where, you know, it started in training camp for this team. And, you know, they, they lost, you know, I think some, they lost one of their guys to retirement. One guy lost uh, to um, a season ending injury. Guys have been shuffling in and out. Um, so here we are, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at three and five. And this is the first, I think it was the second time in Brady's career. He's had a three game losing streak here, Rod. So hopefully it gets better for, uh, both Brady and Giselle, but more importantly, I guess the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, something's got to change. It's either, it's either they're going to continue to lose or they're going to continue to win. It's just a matter of, uh, where their head's at. So anyways, yeah. we can, we can continue to win and that's what we're here to do. Right. Yep. Uh, NFL week eight, Sunday player props. Uh, let's get into it, my man. Um, I'll let you lead it off here first. What do we got for our first player prop this week? Uh, I'm going to go a little unconventional and I'm going to give you Kenny Pickett over, uh, one and a half passing TDs. I know he hasn't done it yet this season. Obviously he hasn't been playing that long this season, but he's definitely been getting a little bit better each and every time we're, we're starting to see, uh, maybe, and again, maybe it doesn't reflect as well in the numbers, but I feel like he's getting comfortable as you can as a rookie quarterback getting tossed into the situation he's gotten. In. I know, I know on national television, we all saw the, the growing process, but you know, be patient. We've also seen what, what's been going on with fields lately. And Justin Fields is actually starting to look like a much better quarterback than we gave him credit for still frustrating, but we're seeing yeah. some maturation of uh, his process. But uh, so against, um, against his opponent today, this week, they're, they're Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff. Well, I was going to switch their names. Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff each threw two touchdown passes. Uh, and Wentz was the only one that actually did not have a touchdown pass um, against that defense. So I, I'm definitely thinking that Pickett is going to to come out and, and go guns blazing because I think he needs to. I think this Pittsburgh offense needs something and they need him to, to start stepping up. So um, I'm not, I'm not afraid of him going out and trying to throw for at least one more touchdown than he has in his, in his game so far. I think also looking at it like by game script that if they are trailing or which they probably will be against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, um, he's got to throw the ball a lot more. Right. And I think that if they are playing for behind there, open up more opportunities uh, for them to, um, or for him to at least throw for touchdowns. Um, and you're right about the, the situation of how, he was kind of, throw, I guess, not thrown into the fire. I think a lot of us were expecting it if Mitchell Trubisky was going to struggle. Uh, but it, it, at the time when they drafted Kenny Pickett, we knew that he was going to be the franchise quarterback 
uh, of the future for this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team, unless he just, you know, just, I guess, I don't know, doesn't perform very well and they're going to go in a different direction. But as you get more and more reps, I think Justin Fields is a great example of that as well. These young guys coming out of college, they just need to get a lot more reps and professional football experience because the college game and the NFL game are, are a completely different team or sorry, completely different animals. So I think you're right that progressively that he's going to get better and better as he gets more comfortable with his wide receivers and things like that as well. So yeah. Um, and that one's probably at plus money, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that one actually is at plus money. Um, I have to find it again. I had it. I had it up. Uh, Kenny Pickett over is where is it not anymore? Did the books lock it? Oh, there it is. Um, can you pick it over? Is it plus one ninety-five? There we go. Almost close to two to one dog here to start the show for Rod. All right, for my first player prop, I was not enamored with any of the quarterback props to the, this week, so I'm, I'm going with all skill positions this week. Um, and I'm going to start it off with. Let's go to. Uh, why don't we start it off with Jalen Waddle? Uh, longest reception over 22 and a half yards. They faced the, they faced the Detroit Lions this week, and I think that we're probably going to get back to seeing the Dolphins' uh, offense that we saw early on in the season, right? With Tyreek Hill, two was now back in the fold. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I know he's dealing with a, a shoulder issue, but he's been out there obviously playing for this Dolphins team. Um, now you're going up against one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, defenses in the entire league. Last week, we saw the Dallas Cowboys put up 24 points. I had CD Lamb's longest reception over 23 and a half that got there. So I'm kind of going back to that same uh, philosophy here with Jalen Waddle longest reception over 22 and a half yards. We talked about it, uh, you know, previous or sorry, last week with the Detroit Lions uh, defensive ranks are bottom fifth in the league, 26 in opponent yards per completion, 29 in opponent yards per pass attempt and 26 in opponent yards, uh, opponent passing yards per game. And like I mentioned it last week, Lions defense has allowed at least one opposing wide receiver to go over 23 and a half uh, long, uh, longest reception of 23 and a half. CD Lamb got it done this week. I think Jalen Waddle will be able to do that. And look, we've talked about Jalen Waddle on the podcast here, and this is a guy that just has a speed. Once this guy gets into the open space, uh, he can get that yak up for you. And, and we've seen it numerous times throughout the season. Uh, for Jalen Waddle, his average um, yards per catch is at 18.3 right now. He's had, uh, over the last two weeks, long catches of 25, 49, and then week one against Buffalo, he had 45. And struggled a little bit against the Bengals and the Jets, where he only, only went for 20 and 11. But I think against this defense, where they've given up at least at minimum one wide receiver every single week, I got to go with Jalen Waddle's longest reception over 22 and a half yards this week, uh, Rod. Pretty much all of my fantasy teams would very much love for that to happen and happen multiple times, to be honest with you. So uh, yeah. I like that. Look, I, you, I mean, both of those receivers on that team are just threats to catch and run for a million yards. I mean, much like we saw Gabe Davis with his 98 yarder, like that's what they're capable of. And so uh, I know that now Tua wants to get back more in the swing of things. I think he's got to air it out a little bit more if this offense is going to recover from whatever doldrums it was in while he was gone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is definitely a, a thing. And that's such a low number. It, it really, when you consider the yeah. talent level, of both of these guys, it's such a low number. So I like that a lot. Oh, so breaking news, uh, before we move on 49ers star wide receiver to miss, no, sorry, should I say Debo Samuel is going to miss this week's game due to a oh. hamstring 
uh, injury against the LA Rams this week. So um, a weapon that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have. And I think we've seen it more times than not that this offense really struggles without uh, Jimmy, sorry, without Debo Samuel in the lineup, but maybe it's time for CMC to uh, step up here, Rod. I know, I know you're the 49ers fan, but uh, any instant reaction to that? <laughs> I will tell you that this makes the net one of my next props very, very much uh, in play. So I love that. Hey, lead us right into it, my man. All right, fine. Well, I was going to give you uh, CMC's number on uh, on over rushing number, uh, actually over receiving number is what I wanted to give you. Um, and and now and now you got me a little bit flustered because I was going to give you Latavius Murray next, but since CMC is up, I've got to find <laughs> his number uh, because his receiving number is set far too low and even now it's even far lower so his receiving t- uh, number is at 34 and a half uh, mm-hmm. and that's what i was going to give you as an over at minus 115 so go ahead take that now because with debo samuel out cmc becomes that de facto uh running back slash wide receiver now not to the extent that debo samuel is going to run it you know he run a ton of routes but you got to figure that now Christian McCaffrey was brought there to do exactly what Debo was doing before. And that is play that hybrid role of, of pass catcher and running back. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm got to assume that that's why they brought Christian McCaffrey there is to be the guy that can do both because Debo didn't want to anymore. Debo wanted to just play receiver and not necessarily be that, that uh, whatever he created that position that created. So now you need to jump on this as soon as you see this because or we need to put this episode out like yesterday because 34 and a half may not stay for Christian McCaffrey's receiving total. Uh, I just feel like that's going to be obliterated by the time. Uh, hopefully it'll still be there when you get there, but I would even take this up to like 45 because yeah. you know, with Christian McCaffrey now a second week in the offense, I feel like this is going to be an opportunity for him to get a little more acquainted with the playbook and and now you can kind of set him loose a little more than you could last week. Obviously, he couldn't really do much not knowing what was going on. Sure. But that's not the case anymore. 34 and a half? Give me that. Minus 115. I love this number. I love this price. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing there that you mentioned is that that number is going to go up, obviously, with Debo out now. Uh, but, you know, I, I I agree with you that you would probably want to take this up to 40 and a half, possibly all the way up to 45 and a half, like you mentioned. Last week, look, getting acclimated to Kyle Shanahan's system, he still finished up with a total of 62 yards. I know it was his first game, so I mean, that's pretty good for a guy that literally flew, what is it, like Thursday and played in-game on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, obviously, this is, is snap counts are going to go up a lot more now with Debo Samuel being out dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, so that number will increase, but again, that the snaps will increase as well for uh, Christian McCaffrey in this offense. And look, he's previous to last week, he went over this number in three straight weeks with the Carolina Panthers receiving wise, 89 yards, 50 yards and 81 yards. And I know he's on a different team now, but I think those targets obviously are going to go up, especially in the passing game uh, with, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo there. And I think that with CMC there now in the backfield, obviously you are, you want uh, Debo Samuel out there because he is the most dynamic player, but I think now getting CMC, that takes a little bit of pressure off of guys like Debo Samuel and, and, and Brandon Ayuk and having to be those guys every single week because we've seen the numbers and in in what this guy can do when he's healthy. So, yeah, I love this uh, for CMC. Uh, 34 and a half right now. We're anticipating that number is going to go up, get it all the way up to 45 and a half. Um, it, you know, once they do probably rearrange that number. 
All right. Uh, for my next player prop, prop, player, player prop number two, uh, let's go over to um, – where do I want to take you guys? Let's go over to my hometown team. Um, this is probably my favorite one for the week. Um, Derek Henry, over 98 and a half rushing yards. And look, this one is pretty simple here, Rod. The Texans rush defense is the worst in the league. They rank number, at least far as yards allowed per game. They rank number 29 in yards per rush attempt allowed. Um, and this Sunday, like I mentioned, King Henry is coming to town who absolutely owns this Texans rush defense. Over the last three meetings against the Texans, because they are in the same division in the AFC South, Henry has rushed for at least 200 yards in each of those three last three games. That's not a total of 300 yards in three games. That's each game, 200, 200, and 200. I think the other thing that really stuck out to me here, Rod, he's had at least 22 rush attempts in all three of those games against the Texans. But in two of those games, he had at least 30 rush attempts. Now, last week, and we've seen it over the course of the season, that this rush defense for the Texans has been absolutely abysmal. We've talked about that a lot on the propcast this uh, this season. Last week, Josh Jacobs went absolutely berserk against this uh, Texans rush defense. I'm trying to pull up the numbers, but I'm pretty sure he got close to 140 yards uh, last week against his Texans team. Uh, let me double check here. Uh, yeah, 21 carries. Sorry, 20 carries, 143 yards. He finished up with three touchdowns. So if you're a fantasy owner of Derrick Henry, this is going to be the week where he pops for you and probably gets you maybe close to 30 to against his Texans team. So I'm going with King Henry over uh, 98 and a half rushing yards. I would maybe buy that up all the way up to 125, 130 rushing yards, Rod. I mean, it's it's Derrick Henry. How, how can you not? Like, as soon as this guy gets going against a bad rush defense, that's all. I mean, we, we've probably seen him carry for 300 yards if somebody lets him. But, yeah, I, yeah. I like Derrick Henry this week especially. So I, I'm a big fan of Derrick Henry anyways. I, I I love a good running game, and I love watching him run. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we continue our player props, let me tell you guys where we can – or where you can get down on all these player props. It's at our presenting sponsor. That's right, WinBet. If you're thinking of joining WinBet, well, now is a great time to do that because you can bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. But outside of that, if you're ready to win money and you want to boost your odds, WinBet is now live in states like Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will be will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from Boosted. Same game parlays, live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer when you bet $100 to win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All 
Also, the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do is follow three simple steps. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And just make sure you have those notifications on so you don't miss out when SGP contacts you when they pull out the winner for this contest. Also, the World Series starts on Friday night, and we are running a World Series prop contest. The winner gets $200 in cash and $200 SGPN gift card. But only you can enter this contest on the SGPN app. Make sure to hit that contest uh, tab. You'll see the World Series prop contest there. Again, winner gets $200 in cash and $200 SGPN gift card for our fabulous newly launched uh, March store. A lot of great stuff happening on the March store. Make sure to check it out as well. All right, Rod. I don't know if you saw me go blank there a little bit, but my power just kind of – squeaked on me so if you guys hear some background uh noise i'm sorry about that but uh let's keep it rolling here rod why don't you give us a uh, player prop number three i was gonna ask if you were okay i wanted to make sure that you uh <laughs> you weren't trying to blow up here so uh we're talking you. offline it's either one of two things is happening it's either derrick henry it has arrived into the city or i think it's a ladder where sean and ryan possibly just landed into the city that's what it is because they're going to be here this weekend so i think i think it's a ladder <laughs> well, the, the announcement that Sean and Ryan is there. Uh, I don't, I'm glad I don't have one of those. Uh, I don't know what I visited <laughs> my house. Uh, all right. I will, I will take you back to Latavius Murray. I, I was going to go there before until the CMC news broke. Uh, but I will take you back to Latavius Murray. I, I like his rushing total. Um, it's, it's 37 and a half. And I like him to go over this one. Um, again, he was, he, he hasn't been involved in the offense all that much, obviously, but for whatever reason, Denver, has been giving him the ball. So, you know, as long as he's getting the ball, I'm fine with it. Last week was kind of uh, different. He, had, he only had eight carries for 24 yards against the Jets, but the Jets are actually playing good ball. So I'll, I'll allow that one. But before that, 15 carries for 66 yards in his first game with the Denver Broncos. Uh, he did have 11 carries for 57 yards in, in a game earlier this season as well. But where I think this is going to happen is because he's going against the, the Jags and the Jags have allowed one running back at least to reach this total in all but one game this season. The only team that did not have a rusher to go over this number was the Chargers back in week three. But Antonio Gibson had 58 yards. Jonathan Taylor had 54 yards. Miles Sanders had 134 yards. Damian Pierce had 99. Don Deion Jackson even of the Colts had 42 and then, of course, last week, Saquon Barkley, 24 carries, 110 yards against these Jacksonville Jaguars. If for nothing else, they're not stopping running backs from gaining yards against them. And so uh, I, do I think Boone's going to get some carries? Absolutely. But Latavius Murray has shown that he can do things in fits and spurts um, as far as being able to, to, to get the good yardage. Look, he's averaging 4.3 yards per carry on this very, very young season for him with only three games under his belt. So all it's going to take is 10 carries uh, at four yards a clip to get him to this number. And I think he can get 10 carries in this game. Yeah, look, it's the fact for, I think, both of us that for the Denver Broncos, the the passing game really hasn't been able to get going. So you got to take advantage of it other ways, right? Now you're going up against this, like you just laid out the numbers against this Jacksonville Jaguars team, is that running backs are having success, right? We saw that last week. We saw it 
not only last week, but like you laid out the numbers throughout the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars team. So I, I like it, man. Again, it's it's a, it's a, it's the fact that number one, Melvin Gordon has been having fumbling issues. We know the story about Javante Williams. Mike Boone will get some touches, but I think Murray is probably going to be that main guy for this rushing attack of the uh, Denver Broncos. So uh, early morning uh, London game uh, prop bet. So hopefully we can wake up to some winners there, Rod, with Latavius Murray going over uh, his rushing yards of 37 and a half uh, this week. I'm going to say that same game, but I'm going to go with the other running back, uh, Travis Etienne. Right now, he's the guy for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. We saw the trade from J- of James Robinson over to the Jets. Uh, so you know now that rapport that um, Trevor Lawrence and him have not only at the collegiate level in Clemson. Now that's going to that's start to translate here on the professional level. He's been he's back from injury this week, and I'm sorry, he's been, he came back from injury in the offseason, and, and he's looked great. Right, I had him last week uh, for his. Um, rushing and receiving yards to go over the number. He cleared it on the ground. But this week, I'm going to go to his um, receiving yards, which is at 20 and a half. And look, we talk a lot about this Denver defense. I know they're a great pass uh, pass defense. They're not a great rushing defense, but I think this is going to be an opportunity that if Trevor Lawrence isn't able to find his guys down the field, whether that's Christian Kirk or, or that's Marvin Jones, I think he's going to have to dink it and dunk it to to Travis Etienne or even set him up in screen passes. So the number right now for his receiving yards for Travis Etienne is at 20 and a half. I'm going to go with the over. Last week, he had five targets against the Giants team, but it only resulted in five yards. But outside of that, over the course of the season, uh, in the four games where he's played major snap counts, he's had a rushing, uh, sorry, receiving yards of 22 against the Colts, 43 against the Texans only had one target against the Eagles uh, that didn't result in anything, but the first game of the season against, or the second game of the season, when he did come back against the uh, Los Angeles chargers, he had three targets that, which resulted in 30 yards. We kind of take a look at what the opposing running backs have done receiving wise against the Denver Broncos. There's been a little bit of success there. So I think just a rapport number one with Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. And him now being that featured guy in the backfield for this team, I think that he's going to be get, able to get over this number. And quickly just trying to go through the numbers here. Since week three, 49ers uh, running backs against the Broncos. Jeff Wilson had 31 receiving yards. Uh, we throw in uh, Kyle Juszczyk, who also was a fullback, had 24 receiving yards. Raiders uh, had uh, Josh Jacobs against the Broncos, 31 receiving yards. Colts, uh, Deion uh, Jackson, 29 yards against the Chargers. Austin Eckler, 47 uh, receiving yards. And then last week, the Jets, Michael Carter had 45 on two targets. So asking Travis Etienne to get 21 here, I don't think is a tall order. I think this is a really low number. Travis Etienne over 20 and a half receiving yards here, Rod. I think you nailed it exactly when you said now he's the feature back. Because I, I was going to tell you, you know what what's missing in this equation now? James Robinson. And so now yeah. with Travis Etienne not looking over his shoulder and not worrying about the fact that they're going to give the ball to James Robinson at some point really frees this up. And I think mainly when, you, when you're when you a running back and you know that you're in a shared backfield like you are there, uh, mm-hmm. it just it, I don't know what it does to your game. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. make it step up. But now he's alone. So, yeah, definitely you're about to see all the training wheels off of Etienne. And this is, this is where we're going to start to see, I think, what you're going to get out of him for the rest of the season. Yep, I agree. 
all right, let's get over to your next player prop, bud. What do you got? All right. Well, I'm going to go anytime touchdown prop because that's where we're at, right? So, uh, I think I have. Do you have one more? I have. Actually, I still have two more. Oh, wow. Holy cow. That's a lot. Um, okay. Well, I'll give you an anytime touchdown prop, and that's uh, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I think that this is going to be a, a good opportunity for him to get into the end zone uh, only because. Look, I've, I've noticed that they're starting to get him more and more and more, more involved, more touches. Uh, he had 11 carries for 39 yards uh, it, against the, the Bears, 19 for 76, 25 for 161 against the Bears. Um, and he's gotten three touchdowns in his last two games. So I'm very high on the fact that he can find himself into the end zone again uh, this week because, I mean, you know, you look at what he's done and he's just, gone out and, and dominated that backfield, even when he's not necessarily the lead back, right? But mm -hmm. he's getting those carries. He's getting that work. He scored three touchdowns in the last uh, two games. So he's getting that that groundwork as well. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like him to get into the end zone again this week um, against the Jets because it is the Jets. And look, as as much as we, we say that the Jets are doing good because they definitely are, um, mm -hmm. I, I still think that there's there's work to be done for them. Uh, they've actually given up five touchdowns on the ground, have the Jets this season, uh, and then two in the last three games, but they did give up three touchdowns to the Browns in week two, and all those came by way of Nick Chubb. But yeah. um, again, they can be had on the ground. In fact, Latavius Murray, who we talked about earlier, got in the end zone against him last week. And then uh, for the Dolphins, it was Raheem Mostert that got in there. So mm -hmm. um, again, with Ramondre Stevenson, I know they like to focus on on the running game as well. And if Belichick likes to make things, mix things up. So I think it's as good a bet as any to get him into the end zone this week. I saw the fact that how much do you trust Mac Jones, right? I know he came back from the injury last week and they pulled him and they, and they put him on the bench, but, and, and then, yeah, they, and then Bailey Zappi came in. So it's, it's really the fact that, Hey, let's, let's try to run the football here against the New York jets. And I think that, you know, Damian Harris is probably still dealing with an injury. I know a couple of weeks back he was uh, dealing with a with an injury that kept him out, I think, a week. But Ramondre Stevenson has really kind of taken the reins of this uh, passing uh, – sorry, this uh, running back group uh, between them. So hopefully they're able to feed the ball here uh, to him and he's able to find the end zone, especially down in that red zone, uh, maybe on the goal line. Uh, so, yeah, I love that as well. Um, I'll rattle off the two more props that I had. I don't know why I had so many props this week, but maybe there's just more that I like this week. Um let me start with the wide receiver here. I got to go to D hop uh, DeAndre Hopkins over 70 and a half receiving yards. I think the number one thing for me here is that I think this is going to be a game where we're going to see a lot of points being put up between these two teams, between the Vikings and the um, Arizona Cardinals. But I think for the more fact we talked about this after the, uh, the game uh, last week between the Cardinals and the saints was that it's often so completely different with DeAndre Hopkins back out there, especially when you have a dynamic guy, a number one guy like DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best in the league. Um, your offense is going to look different. And I honestly thought that they were going to kind of ease them in. But it wasn't an injury. I think that what I failed to recognize, it wasn't an injury that he was coming back from. It was just a suspension um, that he was coming back from. And if you kind of just look at the numbers last week, or excuse me, um, for DeAndre Hopkins, he had 14 targets, 10 receptions, 103 yards, 
for the offense for the Arizona Cardinals. I think we're going to see a similar thing that where hey, DeAndre Hopkins see a lot of targets again. I think that he's going to be able to get over this number. Uh, I think there's going to be opportunities for him to get down the field and get that yak up as well. So asking him to get 71 receiving yards in this game, I don't think it's, it's out of the possibility, especially going up against the secondary of the Minnesota Vikings who do allow, I believe they are dead last in opponent yards per completion allowed uh, to teams. So they're number 32 out of 32 in that spot. And I'll quickly tell you my second one. I love this one as well. Kenneth Walker, over 82 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he's going up against the Giants rush defense, who also has been a very bad rush defense like the Houston Texans. They uh, ranked number 28 in rushing yards allowed. Um, in 28, sorry, ranked number 20 in rushing yards allowed per game. And they're dead last in an opponent rush yards per attempt allowed. So, you know, we've talked about this throughout the season as well with this rush defense of the Giants. that just hasn't been very good. Seahawks are dealing with some injuries, especially with the wide receiving group. Not sure if we're going to see DK Metcalf. He left last week um, on a cart. Now, I don't know if that was just because injury related or if he had to go use the restroom again. But if you kind of take a look at uh, Kenneth Walker's involvement, especially in this backfield with the injuries that they have suffered uh, with Rashad Penny being gone. Uh, I think DJ Dallas is also dealing with something. But last two weeks, he's had 20 or more carries in each of those games against the Cardinals and the Chargers. He's gone over um, 82 and a half in both of those games. In fact, in three straight weeks, he's gone over this number. He had 88 against the Saints, 97 against the Cardinals, and 167 last week against the Chargers. We know how bad the Chargers uh, rush defense is. I think it's very similar here to the New York Giants offense. So I'm going to take Kenneth Walker over 82 and a half uh, rushing yards in this game against the Giants. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on D-Hop and Kenneth Walker? I love the D hop one. I really do. Uh, again, this is one of those guys who you're right. You nailed it when you said he was coming back from a suspension. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know, just like you, I got to ease him back in. got to get him all acquainted and back. No, he was ready to go from day one. He just, yeah. re he was ready to, to jump on the field. He just needed a couple of more game uh, speed reps in order mm -hmm. to get him back up. So I think we see, the DeAndre Hopkins that we're used to seeing going forward. And, and that's going to be scary for any or any defense now, especially given the fact that I know he's, he's been hungry to get out there for a while. So you let a hungry caged animal loose and they're going to come running after you. So um, yeah, I definitely love that D hop one. Um, all right. Uh, did you have any more touchdown props or any more player props to give out? I'm spent my friend. I, I gave them all out. All right, let me see if I can. Uh, there was one that I was looking for and hadn't hadn't been posted yet for touchdown props. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm just gonna double down on DeAndre Hopkins plus 125 for any time touchdown. I think this is gonna be one of those games that's gonna be a very high scoring game here, Rod, uh, between the Cardinals and the Vikings. Um, and I think I will also go with uh, in that same game. I think Zach Ertz is a big target for them as well in the red zone at plus 230 for the Arizona. Cardinals offense. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins plus 125 and then plus 230 for Zach Ertz to find the end zone against the Minnesota Vikings. Love it. Love it. Uh, I like Jeff Justin Jefferson in that game too. If, if you find the odds, I, I think this is going to be an air show. This is going to be yeah. Kirk Cousins and, and Kyler Murray trying to, to go toe to toe with each other through the air. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Justin Jefferson is minus 130. Um, I think low-key Adam Thielen at plus 140. I kind of like that as well. I mean, he's he's been a guy that's been scoring touchdowns as well for this Vikings offense. I know they're coming off of the bye there. So, um, yeah, look for a lot of points to be scored in this game. 
All right, Rod, let's close it out strong here, my man. Let's give out our best bets uh, for this week. I will let you lead it off. What is your best bet? Give me CMC over 34 and a half receiving yards with the news that you just broke as well, Debo being out. I was already going to go with it, and I, I was already going to go with it as my best bet, but now it makes it even more of a lock. So just keep an eye on the movement on this one because uh, this is minus 115. You know, if you can grab it now at minus 115, grab it now at 34 and a half at minus 115, but don't be afraid to take it all the way up to about 45 or so. Yep. Love it. Uh, for my best bet, I mean, look, the numbers just spoke for themselves. I know this Texans team, King Henry is going to run all over this team. Uh, give me Derrick Henry over 98 and a half rushing yards. I want to be surprised if this number does close above uh, 100. Uh, so get down on it as soon as you can. But I'm comfortable if you want to buy this up, if your books allowed you to all the way up to 120, 130. If you want to get it all the way up to 150, I'm not mad about it because I think this guy is going to run all wild on this Texans rush defense. So uh, best bet for me right now on the books, I'm seeing Derrick Henry over 98 and a half rushing yards. All right, Rod, that's going to do it, my man, for NFL Week 8. We are almost at the halfway point of this NFL regular season. Flies by too fast, my friend. But anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, bud? No, sir. You want to talk about flying by fast. NASCAR season's almost over. So is F1. CFL, the Grey Cup is three weeks away. So, yeah, man, time is definitely flying. But, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. We can find all the other fabulous shows that we do over there on the SGPN, uh, as well as my work with Sportsbook Review and, of course, with the in-between media folks. But, yeah, just a link in the bio in the Twitter feed at RJ Villagomez. Yep. Make sure to follow uh, Rod there at RJ Via Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to follow the NFL Gambling Podcast account as well. Both Rod and I are involved on that uh, feed as well. It's at SGPN NFL. And make sure if you haven't already, leave us a rating and review for the uh, PropCast as well. Um, other than that, NFL week eight is here. Make sure to get into those contests. A lot of free stuff uh, being handed out as whether it's gift cards to the merch store or cash or even autographed jerseys. Uh, the bosses are feeling generous. They're in a great mood. So maybe, you know, we need to take advantage of that a little bit. So you can find it all on the website, but the world series prop contest is going to be on the app. And then again, tune into the MLB gambling podcast as the world series game one uh, starts tonight uh, in Houston. So definitely exciting times around uh, Houston here for sure. All right, that's going to do it. We will be back next week for the next uh, Thursday night football uh, Thursday night football game between my Texans and uh, Sean's Philadelphia Eagles. So definitely looking forward to that game. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>